Production, Canada Sportsbook. All right. Hi, everybody. How's it going? I am very, very happy. Not, not only have you been watching some pretty fun hockey there lately, today we have two amazing guests that will join us. And don't worry, my, gigant, my gigantic Irish head will be a lot smaller in just one moment. But uh, we're joined by two of my favorite people, two fantastic people. And when I say this, uh, I really mean it because I, I, I tend to gravitate towards good people. And these are some fantastic people. So we'll be joined in just a moment by Lori Bennett, who one of the smartest analysts out there. If you haven't had a chance to see her, get on Twitter before it dies. It might be going away tonight and uh, follow her on there is Lori Bennett. Uh, we'll all get that in the chat in just one moment. And also, we have Amanda Suzuki, or I like to say Mama Suzuki, who uh, uh, graced this earth with uh, the greatest gift Habs fans could have asked for, Captain Nick Suzuki. So Nick's mom will be joining us in just one moment. Also, if you have any questions, throw them in the chat. You all know me. I love to be interactive. I love to have fun with all of you. So you're as big of a sh part of the show as the guests are and as we are. So we're going to go ahead and get those questions rolling. If you have a question for Lori, you have a question for Amanda, make sure to uh, put it in the chat. We're going to get to them in just one moment. But now a word from our sponsors. Want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction Canada Sportsbook. NFL's in full swing. The World Cup is coming up. That's going to be fun to watch. Canada's in it. Hey, pretty hyped. And the hockey season, as you know, is well underway. And we know it's underway because Nick Suzuki keeps scoring every game. So uh, you can bet pregame, live in play. And there's also a ton of prop bets. Make sure to uh, check out. There's a Cole Caulfield prop bet right now. Is he going to outscore Austin Matthews this year? We don't know. It's made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction slash uh, sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. All right, we're going to bring in our guests in just one second here because not only do I have to warn you, those that know me, or, oh, where are, where are guests? Yeah, they should be right there. Oh no, I might, I might have made. I can hear you guys. Oh, Lori, can you hear me? I can hear you. Amanda, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, well that's great because I can't see you. But I'm gonna go check right now. Check our actual video to see if uh, they can <laughs> see you. Those that know me. Or, oh, where are, where are guests? Okay, no, so they can't see us. So here's what we're gonna do. Andrew's gonna text me in the oh, meantime. I, might, I, might have made, I can hear you guys. Oh, Lori, can you hear me? All right, Andrew's gonna, I'm watching the video right now. Amanda, and Andrew's going me? to uh, text yeah, me and I tell can... me exactly what's wrong. But in the meantime, uh, I, I just wanna point out, Amanda, they can't see your beautiful smile right now. Actually, there, there, there must be something off here. I'm gonna get you talking in just one moment. However, um, what's it like as Nick's mom? I know you're passionate to see your son makes such an impact in the NHL. Like you go back to years ago, driving around to all these tournaments. What's it like to know that he's made it to probably the ho the craziest hockey market in the country and that he's inspiring so many fans. It must be pretty fun to watch as a mom, right? Oh, absolutely. It's years and years of driving up and down the 401 cross borders, cross countries, um, you know, watching your kid play his favorite sport and doing well and being recognized as one of the, you know, one of the top hockey players now in the NHL. So, and now being named captain is just a tremendous achievement for him. Yeah. I, well, uh, who well, would have known like my little, my little Nicholas would be sitting here now being captain of you know, the Montreal Canadiens. So. Well, exactly. And that's, that's pretty, that's pretty uh, intense as it is. Now, I, I have a question for you in the sense that uh, you know that there's a lot of comments. Uh, and by the way, for those that are just joining us, I'm incompetent and I couldn't figure out how to get the Zoom to run through this. So I can see them in my Zoom meeting. I see their beautiful smiles. You can't see them. We'll get that fixed in just one moment or, or we won't. And you can just imagine their beautiful smiles. But um, so, oh, Andrew's on the case. Perfect. We got it. Um, Lori, you've been watching the Canadians for quite a while. What do you think the impact? What, why does Nick Suzuki just change the complete, you know, makeup of this team? Like, what, what does he bring to the ice that other players haven't been able to do? And, and are you impressed that he's taken all this? It's so much pressure. 
so much pressure as a, you know captain the the richest contract in team history for a forward youngest captain in team history um what what makes nick suzuki tick in the sense that he can do all this and look good doing it well i'm guessing his mother will know but i'm guessing uh but from what i see of, of nick what what stands out for me about nick and stands out for me about a couple of other guys is uh but nick nick was the start of it for for the habs in this in this window um he has he knows who he is he's a confident guy and he walks that perfect line of uh confident without being an ass <laughs> if you know what i mean like without being too cocky without being ridiculous he knows who he is he knows what he can do mm -hmm. and uh and he's 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 just living in it uh and you see the same thing with with caulfield uh, i think we'll eventually see the same thing with uh with Slavkovsky, I think I think Price had it in a quieter way. Yeah, uh, but I think that's the thing you see in in in, uh, in Nick Suzuki. It's just that that sh you know certainty of who he is, and when he decides he's going to go and do what he's going to do, um, it just happens, and it's it's a lot of fun to watch. It's um, the confidence, the the, the certainty, um, just just knowing who he is. It's it's. That's that's the exciting thing about Nick Suzuki. But he's Amanda. He's always been that kind of stoic. You were telling me when he was younger, it was between him and Ryan. Ryan was the guy that was teasing him, that was poking fun, that was throwing the turkey at Thanksgiving. But Nick's always been that calm, stoic presence, right? Always, always. He's always been a calm, collected kid, not really emotional. Nothing kind of phases him. He just goes with the flow. Okay. And he's always, he's just always been that way. And now he takes a little bit from you, but he also takes from Rob, right? And in the, in the, that's where the stoic part comes from, right? I think he, hey, I think he by the way, we're, we have video now. We have video now. Video good. <laughs> there you go. We still don't see you, but. As long as you see us, I guess that's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It works. So, so how was that dynamic with uh, you and Rob? Obviously, um, you know, Nick was always that kind of kid. But when did he become sort of that silent leader, that stoic leader? Was that from a young, young age? I think it started, you know, when he was probably like younger, you know, in his 12, 13. Mm -hmm. I think he, I think, um, no, it could have been as much younger than that. He was the captain of his little uh, West London Hawks team. I think must have been about eight years old. And I think it started that, that you could see that he was the quiet, confident leader that he is today. And that was the beginning of the coaches saw something in him mm -hmm. and promoted him to the captain of the team that year. And I think, and he took that responsibility very seriously. He seems to, one of the things you had mentioned at one point, Amanda, we, we, we spoke a lot. And for those that don't know, um, Amanda was amazing because during the pandemic, while I worked for the Canadians, we kind of had to pivot there. We couldn't speak to the players. So I started reaching out to family members, you know, moms, wives, just to see who would be able to help us out. And there's obviously Kat Toffoli, who was amazing, which she might be joining us for the next Calgary game. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, but obviously you, Amanda, were, were were just fantastic to us and you gave us so much of your time. And I think to me that kind of goes to show why Nick is so patient too. He gets a lot of that from you. So I just want to thank you, seriously. Uh, not just for everything your son has done, but everything you've done. It's been amazing. And I think Habs fans have obviously jumped you know, right into the boat and they, they love you as much as they love Nick. So thank you <laughs> for that, Amanda. Now, I want to ask you one maybe not so fun question. And Laurie, I don't think you can be accused of this, but some people write mean things on the internet. How do you react when you see mean things about your son on the internet? Um, it's hard not to take some of it personally, but I've learned that it's just somebody's words and I don't have to, I don't have to like them and I can just move past them. If he can ignore them, so can I. So it's just somebody's opinion and we're all entitled to opinion. And so you just move along. You know, it's just, it is what it is. There's always going to be naysayers out there. Mm -hmm. And, but I find that there's more positive than the negatives. And so that's just the life of, you know, somebody that's in the limelight. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like Cole Caulfield said at one point, you know, pressure is kind of a privilege in that point at that stage yeah. in your career. Yeah. Uh, not everyone can handle it. But Lori, when we're talking about Nick Suzuki handling pressure, it's not just the mediatic pressure. He's the he drives the offense. He drives the defense, the neutral zone. What to you has improved the most in his game since he's joined the league? Uh, you know, there, there's a lot to talk about. But in terms of pure skill, Lori, what do you think Nick has improved upon the most? Oh, that's a, that's a difficult one. Um, I guess, you know, from the beginning, one of the things that I, that I loved about him immediately, I remember in that first year in the league when he started on the fourth line, mm-hmm. one of the things that became obvious about him was uh, that he just made every line better. You know, that he, whoever he played with, it didn't matter if he was on the fourth line with Nate Thompson, he made Nate Thompson look better than any, any other winger that played with him. Uh, until he worked his way up. And I, I think the thing that I'm enjoying about him this year uh, that, you know, has, has always been present, I guess, but, you know, this year, his, uh, he's not afraid to just do it himself. That, you know, like, I, I'm loving the stri- streak down, the power play thing when he's been streaking down the last couple of games when coming down the right wing uh, and, and taking that shot. Everyone knows it's going to happen and he's still going to do it. <laughs> you know, whips back, come <laughs> Turns back to the net and there he is ready to fire off that shot. But I, I think is I think this year he's been a little bit more selfish with the puck. And I don't even like the use of that term, but it's it's the way hockey hockey folks like to talk about it. But he's not afraid to step in and just do it himself this time. This this year more, I think more than usual. Um and so I'm loving that about his game, but God, it's it's hard to find anything to crit- criticize about his game really. Um, even if he has a game that is, you know, if he has a game that's not uh, a stellar game. Uh, it, it doesn't stick next game. He will make up mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw something on, on Twitter tonight. I didn't even notice to be honest when I'm watching Tuesday's game, but I saw something that he didn't get a shot on net last game or something. And, and it, every time that's happened, he scored the next game. So it's, it's that whole, you know, uh, ability to just get on with it and not go getting stuck. And, you know, I, I had a crappy night. Everyone does get on with it. Uh, and and uh, I, I'm loving this year seeing him take the shot more and just uh, taking charge of it and and choosing to do it himself. It's uh, a lot of fun to watch. His evolution, we've watched it in real time. I mean, and it's not what a lot of people didn't know too. People were thinking he's just offensive, but Amanda, he was always trusted by his coaches. Uh, oh, and by the way, you're getting a shout out here from, uh, they had no question, but from someone named Jackson saying they miss seeing your family at the BW in Owen Sound. I don't know what that is. But it sounds like um, somewhere. The that's best the Western. Arena. Oh, best Western. okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. well, well. They're saying hi right there, but um... hi. <laughs> I miss I miss Owen Sound. I I loved going up there yeah. and hanging out at the arena and staying at the. I always stayed at the Best Western. Okay, so that was your 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 hangout spot where you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They um, were so good to all the parents of the Owen Sound attack. Well, and amazing. this is why I love speaking to parents, because listen, Nick is great and all, but without the effort that you would have put forth or that you and Rob put forth, there's not much there. Um, Nick's, Nick's one of those kids that's appreciative about the, the sacrifice you made in his case, right? Like, I mean, I know the answer to this, but how does he, for example, when, um, you know, that contract went down, when he got named captain, how does he approach that telling it to you? Because it's different with fans, but you're still mom and dad. So how's the relationship been since Nick? He's a man now, but you're still mom and dad forever. How has that yeah. relationship uh, grown and evolved? Well, you know, he's his own person now. And, you know, we don't like to, you know, intrude on all of his time and whatnot. So we give him, give him a lot of space. And, mm-hmm. but he always makes time for Rob and I when we're, when we come up for visiting and, you know, always taking care of us and, you know, taking us for dinner and inviting us over and, you know, just including him on the normal side of his life, you know, like what's going on and how's the house come along and, you know, that normal stuff, it's not always hockey stuff, but, you know, when he became captain, it was like, he, he FaceTimed us and, he doesn't usually FaceTime me. I usually FaceTime him. So this was kind of interesting when he FaceTimed <laughs> us and we all got on the FaceTime. We all connected with our devices and, 
he told us all at the same time. We got his brother on the line. Cool. Rob and I were on the line and it was, it was great. What was his first reaction? Hey, listen, the, the first time we met Amanda, I said, Hey, you know, your son's going to be the captain of this, of this team in a few years. Right. And, and to my surprise, your reaction was like, yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I think that's just about right. But, uh, w- was he expecting it? Do you, do you know that? Like, obviously he had you know, an idea. Had, no, we had a night. We obviously, cause we follow all the, mm-hmm. you know, the hockey boards and the comments and stuff. We knew it, it could be a possibility, but there, like I've said before, is that there's probably a handful of guys on that team yeah. that could take the responsibility as well. So we, you know, he is only 23 and we figured he had a shot, but we didn't know for sure, mm-hmm. but you know, we knew that he's going to be there for a long time. So we said, eventually he might become captain. And, and or, or, but the youngest captain in the history of the franchise, I mean, yeah. to me, you know, it, amazing Lori. we've seen this before captains not be able to handle the pressure um uh, were you like i'm kind of surprised how well he's doing and it's not that i doubted nick suzuki's skill level but there's still so much more pressure there you know there's more there's more media in in one scrum there than you see at the end of year sessions other teams um are you surprised at how well he's handled everything and uh, on and off the ice well, I, I think I was prepared for the possibility that, you know, there would be a little bit of a, you know, a, a little bit of an adjustment mm-hmm. for Nick at the beginning of the season. But I, I can't say that I'm surprised. Um, just, um, you know, the thing I talked about earlier with his confidence, that I, I think there is a particular makeup that works in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the Habs will only be successful if they have enough of that kind of makeup on the team. Just because the pressure is so intense, the fans are cracked. I'm cracked. Like I'm one of the, you know, like I I know what that's like because I've loved them since I was a kid. You know, I, I grew up watching uh, the Montreal Canadiens on a Saturday night on CBC and little rural Newfoundland. Yep. You know, and just uh, and so you know, like there there's a kind of of player that can take that, can take the constant spotlight, the you know being recognized at the grocery store, the expectation that you score every night. Uh, that if you have an off night, people will be tracking how many shots you had on net. And and in in most markets, people aren't really that attentive to it. You know, they're they're in, they're watching the game and they're you know enjoying what's happening and disappointed if there's a loss and happy mm-hmm. if there's a win. In Montreal, it's 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 you know a microscope seems like a it's more like a telescope <laughs> with the the way that uh, you know. From, from everywhere, everyone's looking in at this little team mm-hmm. and it takes a certain character. And I think Nick has that character. And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of felt that from it, from the first year, yeah. but I, I've been saying since the beginning of last year, you know, from the time that it became obvious that, uh, that Weber wasn't going to be back, just give him the seat, <laughs> you know, just, just make it happen. It's, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. It's so obvious that this personality was built for this role. Um, and you know who it reminds me of, Lori? And I, I, I hesitate to say the name because we're talking about a mythical. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think I'm talking about Jean Beliveau, Gros Bill, but yeah. I'll be honest. And this, I don't know if I could compliment him anymore. And I'm not talking about his on ice, but as a person, his the the way he understands how important this is. Uh, yeah. how, how the fan interactions are important. I believe he is kind of taking the torch there from Jean Beliveau in a certain respect. And, and, and again, that is a very touchy subject, but Jean Beliveau is a, has been probably the most important person in the history of this franchise. And I feel like Nick has done a pretty good job, you know, honoring his, yeah. uh, his history. And, and I mean, was he your, one of your favorite players, Jean Beliveau, uh, Laurie? Uh, you know, I, I barely remember much of his time. I mean, my my time was more, you know, the era with Lafleur and Shut, and you know uh, that oh. that sort of that's that was the era where Cubs I was fans really are spoiled, spoiled, eh? <laughs> spoiled, like just just so spoiled. And, and uh, you know, I remember the intensity of those those games and so on. But even then, like the players in that team that had the personalities to carry it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I heard Michael Farber interviewed a while back and he described it as uh you know uh, 
he has the royal jelly. <laughs> I certainly couldn't couldn't define that the way that Barber does. But he was he was talking he was talking about Nick, and he said, you know, he just has that that quality that that fits the task. And um, and yeah, I mean, I I like you know, speaking of of Beliveau is kind of like, you know, it feels a little bit like sacrilege in some ways, but but. Uh, we've been waiting for another, right? We've been waiting Absolutely. for someone. Yeah, and there has to be a certain prepared. level of respect yeah. towards the history, and yeah. that's where Nick really, you know, he gets it. Yeah, he, that's exactly it. He gets, gets it. it. Now we're gonna jump into uh, because there's a ton of questions for you, Amanda, um, and we're gonna get into the next segment just one moment. But they want to know, and this is from uh, Noel or Noel? No, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna go with Noel. I like I like that better. Um, what uh, what makes it so that Nick and Cole have this chemistry? Like obviously, and I think it's off the ice too. They they click yes, so well. So yes. how are they off the ice? Are they are they moving at the exact same pace as they do when they're when they're scoring goals, or how do they act when yeah. the, there's no game going on? They're just like two teenage boys that are just having a great time just like what you see on the ice you see off the ice and there's like Cole is smiling um all the time laughing joking and I think he brings Nick out of his shell a little bit so it's a great uh friendship that's blossomed since uh Nicole uh since Cole got on I call them Nicole because somebody (laughs) from that other program where they put Nick and Cole it's like Nicole so (laughs) I like that I like that. I was thinking like Sufield or something, but yeah, all right. Like Kazuki, yeah, no, I like Nicole no. better. So you, you, you're you around Cole when the cameras aren't there. I heard from the players that he could be pretty pesky too. He, he I heard he's a he's a little crap disturber out there. Is, have you seen that from uh, Mr. Coffee? I have not. I have not. He's on his best behavior that. around you, I guess. He must be. Like he's very, he's very polite. He's very friendly. He's... Uh, just very endearing. He's such a, he's a sweet kid. So um, we've obviously seen Kirby Doc added to that line. Um, yep. I'll throw it to either or, but it's been fun to watch. Why do you think Kirby Doc has complimented uh, Cole and Nick so well? Maybe Lori, you want to, you want to take that one? <laughs> I think, I think that he doesn't have to be the guy on that line. Uh, they need someone, you know, they, they've been looking for someone to, uh, to compliment them. And I think he's been comfortable to come in and, uh, you know, uh, and understand them and play, play how they play. And I think that's been good for him uh, with, you know, with the spotlight that he experienced in, in Chicago. And, you know, they weren't having a whole lot of fun there last year and stuff. And uh, I think it's really good for Doc. I, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, whether he should be playing 2C and so on. And, and there's time for that. He's getting points, you know, right? That's the whole... He's, he's getting points. And, and if, man, if some of their confidence and fun uh, can rub off on, on Kirby Doc and let him experience that for a bit, mm-hmm. uh, have at it. There's no rush to, to move him anywhere but there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, of course, you know, his, you know, he's a big body, strong defensive awareness. There's a, good, there's a natural hockey fit there as well. I think a lot of what's happening this year for the Habs is about is about personality, you know, like forming an identity as a team, um, and and I think that that's that's a really important piece for this is is uh, making Doc comfortable and, and giving him a chance to have fun and be successful and growing confidence with those guys. I think it's fantastic. We have a question here, Amanda, and uh, it's going to be. Again, we're going back. We've talked about this before, but Ryan is is the Joker. You know, he's the Loki in the group here, and and, and Nick is the Thor. Uh, uh, and it's funny we we're talking about big bodies and whatnot. I I think we need to point out Nick Suzuki is the Canadian's Iron Man right now. I don't has he? I don't think he's missed a single playoff or regular season game since he started in the NHL, right, Amanda? That's correct. Wow, not bad, not bad at all. Yeah. Now, uh, Claire, who's always in our chats, big fan of Claire, asks Miss Suzuki. Oh, she's being very nice and polite. Do you very think? Polite. Do you think uh, Cole reminds Nick of Ryan, like the little pesky brother? Is there that kind of big brother, small brother relationship? Oh, it could be, but I think uh, Cole's got to come. Uh, Cole's a little bit more. 
energetic than I would say Ryan is. Ryan is just like the suave, cool little brother, you know, taller than Nick. But so he takes the height in the family. But um, no, but really Nick and Ryan have a great brother, brotherly relationship. And they look, you know, Ryan looks up to Nick and Nick looks out for Ryan and they talk, you know, once in a while during the week and keep in touch. So that's really nice. But I think Cole is a little bit more, he's more like an energizer bunny kind of guy. That's what even Brendan Gallagher told me. He's like, that guy doesn't stop. He has so much energy. And when Brendan Gallagher says that, I think, yeah, yeah, you have to, but they were always like that. The him looking out for Ryan, if I remember correctly, he told me that was essentially how it was their whole lives, right? Nick has always looked out for Ryan as, as the big brother when things go wrong or when there's advice, he's always been there for him, right? Always. Yeah. But that's brothers, right? And Ryan's been there for him and vice versa. So, but Ryan would always, yeah, Ryan would poke the bear a little bit and sometimes Nick would let it go. And then sometimes Nick would say enough is enough and have at it <laughs> yeah, and, and and put him in his place yeah fair enough yes. that's i mean that's and the... a few stitches later you know <laughs> that's okay oh 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 where 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 were the stitches i need to know this ryan, i think ryan ryan got some stitches in the forehead after a body checked into the wall by nick yeah right yeah <laughs> like but yeah, you weren't after uh after a loss of mini sticks or something like that but so. it wasn't uh it, it didn't uh okay so no hospital or hospital well, you had to go get stitches. <laughs> okay, so so we're talking about an actual like flesh wound by Nick. Hey, that's a that's a pretty harsh lesson, right? Well, they were just little, you know. Flesh is really easily um, injured when they're little, but <laughs> you know these things happen. You know, so yeah, it sounds sounds really normal, Amanda. Yeah, yeah, well, you know I what? It's pretty normal. I, I grew yeah. up with brothers, and 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 it's uh, and yeah. that's that was pretty normal. I remember I got mad at my brother because I smashed a hockey stick on his head, and then he broke it, and I was like, I couldn't believe that he broke my stick. So I would, <laughs> I was the younger brother. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. Um, speaking of this, and Amanda, I don't want to get too sappy, but when you think back at, let's say, for example, we know Nick had some issues growing up. With his ears, he had that surgery as a kid. You had you spent a lot of time in the hospital with Ryan as well. What's it like now to to kind of see? Obviously, Ryan's with uh, he's with the Wolves right now, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. yeah. And Nick in the NHL. So both your sons are doing great. What's it like to kind of look back now and 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 think like, geez, man, like I I think I did, do. You think sometimes we did a good job, and you kind of just hug Rob, or what's your? Uh, do you ever look back at at the whole journey? We just sit there sometimes and go. I just can't believe our kid is in the NHL, right? you know, just like, and I was like, we just look at each other and go, how the heck did that happen? But, you know, you know, we've gave, we gave them every opportunity and this was their passion, their joy. They wanted to do it. It wasn't an effort. Mm-hmm. Sure. It was an effort for us to, you know, take the time off work and drive here, there and everywhere. But you know, the, the fun we had, meeting all these people across, you know, the hockey community. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't ever thank them enough for letting us be part of their journey to where they are. Well, I think we can thank you because I'm going to tell you a little anecdote here. When I first started working for the Canadians, or might have been a little bit, maybe about a year in, um, I was feeling a little homesick. And uh, I'm from Ottawa. So, uh, which is obviously in Ontario and, uh, Amanda is in Ontario as well. And I don't know how it came up, Amanda, I completely forget, but we started talking about Miss Vicky's chips and hell of a good dip. So we, we, we... oh, it's because I ate those at every, um, playoff game. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was your snack of choice. Okay. That was our snack at during the second period. Yeah. For those that don't know, um, Amanda gets together with all the girls and you watch like they, they have a lot of, it looks like they have a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we yeah. Do. So I mentioned how much I loved the hell of a good dip. That's what it's called. And uh, hell of a dip or hell yeah. of a dip. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. I, it reminded me of my mother, too, because she'd always get that. And I just mentioned that in passing to Amanda. Then a day later, she's in Montreal with obviously there to see Nick, but um, with a big bag of Miss Vicky's with some dip. And she brought it out to me in the rain. It was pouring rain. We're talking about pouring rain. <laughs> and I, I i i felt bad but i was like i want those chips and and amanda honestly uh 
that that was one of the nicest things anyone has done for me and i and, and i know you were like it's not a big deal but it kind of negate you know reminded me of home a little bit and i was like wow this is kind of what my mom would do so I, I think I get an idea of what, and again, pouring rain, like it was nails, nails were falling. She met me outside the Bell Center, right in front of the Jean Beliveau was there, Guy Lafleur, and Mama Suzuki giving me chips and dip. So uh, I think we know. Not the healthiest of choices. I had it for supper that night. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. Yeah. I, I, I literally, yeah. And then the next time you brought some up for uh, Safia, my producer. So we know yeah, I did. We know where yeah. Nick gets his, uh, his altruism from. Uh, no, but seriously, because... I've been thinking about it and I'm, I know every time he wants, I've done some charity stuff with him and, and it took him a little while to get in the groove of it, but he wants to do that. He wants to be, you know, nice to these people. And I think that's such an important aspect of being the Canadian's captain is knowing your responsibility off the ice. And I think he's so good at it because of how you raised him in, in my opinion. Thank you. <laughs> and Rob gets a little bit of credit, right? Just a little bit. <laughs> no, he's, he, 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 Nicholas gets it from both of us. You yeah. know, we're very, we've, we've taught them that we've been generous with, you know, family, friends, mm -hmm. you know, that's generosity. It's like you give and you get back, you know, the more you give, the more you get back. And, and it's not about, you know, the thank yous and all that. It's just, it's just, it's a good thing to do. You know, it's nice things to do for nice people. Yeah, be good. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. A, to treat people the way you want to be treated. And and, and again, mm -hmm. I've dealt with a lot of hockey players. Not all of them are very nice. Nick has always been incredibly nice, like just incredibly nice. Now, I want to go back to that trade. And we're going to get into that. This is going by so fast. Um, but I want to talk about that trade because that was pretty intense for Nick right off the bat. But I'm going to ask you, Lori. I will admit. I was saying the Canadians need to get Cody Glass from from the King from the Knights. I was saying no, no, I don't know about this this Suzuki kid. I I don't know what, what I might have been wrong about that, uh, and I'm sorry, Amanda. Um, what was your... I did not know that. Yeah, I, I honestly, I'm like, geez, why are they getting this Suzuki kid? He's okay. He was okay in the playoffs, but we need a big guy. Yeah. Um, it was one of the many times I've been wrong. But Lori, what was your take on the trade at that time? I also said they'll never replace Max Petretti, and they literally replaced the captain. So I think I might have got that trade wrong. What was your reaction initially? I, uh, I think you got it really wrong, as it turns out. But <laughs> but I think most people did at the time. I I, yeah. I think that uh, you know at the time the thing that I was feeling most, if I'm honest, was that I was surprised that that with the drama that followed that trade all summer. Mm -hmm. That was a painful summer. <laughs> I like just waiting for that, that shoe to drop and all the rumors around, you remember the rumors of the draft and so on. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I was just like, I, at the time I didn't have strong feelings about Suzuki versus glass. I, I was just, you know, I looked at the deal and went, got a center back, got a pick, got a salary dump. Yeah, this and you weren't and as emotional as I was. That, that okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, to be honest, I was just really surprised that the deal went so well where it went because it had been so public and yeah, it dragged on so long and all that drama around it. Uh, but I didn't imagine for a minute that uh, that we'd be that that we had gotten a onesie out of that deal. That's well, and I think we actually have to thank Max Petretti for all this happening because yes. originally, um, it would have uh, been. LA and Nick Suzuki would have never made it to Montreal. So we have to thank uh, the old captain there. What was the reaction for Nick? Because Amanda, he's young at this point. He's what? He's 18? You know, he's 18, yeah. Baby face. Like, you know, uh, uh, he's just out of, or he's probably going back to the old, like, how did he react to the draft and then getting traded to a hockey crazed market? That must have been a lot for him to handle. I think it, it took him completely by surprise. That was not what he was expecting. Um, you know, you get off. I think he was playing again, a, you know, a rookie game against San Jose, I think at the time. Mm -hmm. And he had just come off the ice. It wasn't his best game. I And then he gets called into the GM's office and he, he knew that's typically is not a good thing. So the rookie gets, too. Well, you, wow. That's yeah. Wow. And then I think, you know, he just said, uh, yeah, you just got traded to Montreal, you know, pack up your stuff and get out of here. <laughs> yeah. See you later. 
And then, um, yeah, so I think he was I obviously taken back. Like, you don't know, I'm sure the emotions were going. He was upset, sad, you know, frustrated, mad. You know, I don't know, why am I getting traded? What did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, you always go inward and you go, what did I do wrong to deserve this type of thing? Okay. And then, yeah. like, my husband, Rob, found out on Twitter um, and that Nick wow. had been traded. And we were all just like, what is going on? And so we knew when Nick showed up um, to meet us at the hotel. And so we all just, thank God we were there. That's all I have. That's to say big to have that, the family support. Cause he would yeah. have been so lost without mom. Yeah. there. And right? then his agent, Dave Gagne was there as well. So we all kind of circled around him and became his, you know, support system for that couple of hours. And then Ryan McGill, who was, um, the um, assistant coach at Vegas at the time who used to be Nick's coach in Owen sound came over. He personally came over, sat down with us, had a nice chat with Nick, told him, you know, like, this is just part of, you know, the organization. This is what happens. You're an asset. Mm. It's part of the business, all that kind of stuff. So it was so nice to have Ryan Gill come and talk to us. Um, uh, somebody from the Vegas Golden Knights walked him over back to us to make sure he was okay. You know, that personal connection was important. It was really, really appreciated by us as his parents that somebody from their organization, you know, took the time to bring him over yeah. and made sure he was okay. And, you know, but you must have, with us. as a mom, were you not kind of, hey, how I dare you trade here. my son? Okay. Yeah. I was like, I was crying I was like so upset for him because my heart broke for him because uh you know he was so excited to be drafted to the Golden Knights it's a new franchise it's it's, you know franchise he could become like a franchise player oh yeah yeah under the big lights of Vegas yeah you know the second pick of the Golden Knights in the first round that year Mm -hmm. and he just I think he had so many you know great ideas that he wanted to stay there his, his world just got flipped exciting. upside down yeah yeah but you know in hindsight ah, it worked out pretty it kind of worked out yeah do you want to know how bad i got that draft year i was in a keeper league so a fantasy league that goes from it's been going for 15 years i had the option to pick your son and again like i <laughs> i traded down to go get cody glass so i'm just gonna say here I, I'm probably not the, the greatest hockey mind. I, I'm going to be perfectly honest about it. Um, Lori, let's talk shooting percentage. Nick Suzuki has yeah. a very, very high shooting percentage right now. Are you worried about that? Don't forget, we got Amanda right here. So like, we're just going to throw it right back at you. If you. <laughs> I would be worried about that if Nick Suzuki was a one-trick pony. Uh, but he's not. And, and when the, when the shooting percentage comes back to mean, mm-hmm. uh, he'll still be, he'll still be doing all the other things that he does. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I don't worry about a, a player of that, you know, when one thing goes off the rails with a player of that caliber, mm-hmm. the other stuff always fills in the blanks and, and it comes around again. It, it, you know, it is what it is and you, you, you live on the run while you have it yeah. and enjoy enjoy it while it lasts. And then you go back to being the same guy you've always been when, when you know, when the puck luck gets a little less present for you. But I'm, I'm not worried that I, I, I suspect that he's probably always going, going to be a little bit above average in his shooting yep. percentage. Because he's slightly <laughs> above average as a player. Let's, let's admit it. I mean, but, you know, you know he's, he's, uh, he has the most five that. on five points in the entire league. So he's okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too worried about that being a big issue for him, but he's, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Nick is the kind of player that can go 10 games and not score mm-hmm. and still be a very effective player in those 10 games. Absolutely. Because defensively, he he's, so he's elite defensively too. Let's be perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah. And his passing is next level and he's just so smart. Uh, that was kind of a question that I had for Amanda was, you know, like, you know, is it, was he a kid that was just really bright academically? And it was obvious that that would, uh, you know, that would be 
a feature of who he became as a player because it's obvious that he's just really smart out there on the ice, but also has the the insight and the smarts to know to know what kind of market at Montreal is, to know how important the media is, how important the fans are, mm-hmm. how that all contributes to what it means to be not just a captain, but even a player in Montreal. That it, you know, if you're going to come, you've got to embrace all that it is. And mm-hmm. and I think it's the smarts that gets him there. But maybe maybe you have some thoughts about that, Amanda. Oh, he's he was always smart. Like you, like obviously he gets that from his dad. He was very good. Don't sell yourself short, Amanda. Do not sell yourself (laughs) short. (laughs) He's the, no, he was always math and science were like his um, tops, you know, top courses that he excelled in specifically math. He was really, really good. Oh yeah. He was uh, in grade school. He was in a split class. Okay. So he was the younger of the split classes. So he was always doing math at the higher Higher grade and he would always end up finishing work. And his teacher always knew that when Nick would finish first. And so he always had extra, extra stuff for Nick to work on while the rest of the class caught up. So, so he's just been excellent at everything all the time. That's just, yeah, (laughs) not all he's not excellent at languages. So we're still working on the French. So Francais, yeah, because hey, can we talk about that a little bit? Listen, <laughs> I, we texted, right? We, we, I sent you, we, we were talking about that. And you know me, Amanda, I, I, je suis francophone. I'm a very, very yeah. proud francophone. However, I was kind of thinking, would it happen in any other place in the world where this, this, this guy said, I will learn French and people are like, yeah, darn straight you will. It's like, yeah, he just said he will. And then it became yeah. political. There was obviously a, an election on the way, but I think he handled all that quite, quite well, uh, just yeah. in terms of that's the, that's such a grenade to throw, especially when you understand the politics. The language is very important in Quebec. And again, I will repeat, I, I'm a proud Francophone, but that must you must have been kind of nervous there seeing your son go through that whole. We're, we're talking about politicians here on their campaign trail saying he must learn French and all that fun stuff. So how is that as a mom to see your son come under fire for for absolutely no reason? Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'll keep my opinion to myself on that front. See, see, that's why you're the smart one, because, yeah, see, I still (laughs) think that it's he knows it's important. He does. Yes. To learn the language. And he if he says he's going to do it, he he will do it. Mm. And so he knows that. I mean, a little will go a long way. Yeah. So he just needs to kind of keep building on it every year and until he can, you know, excel in it. So I just think that he knows that it's important to a lot of the front, a lot of the fans mm-hmm. and, you know, the media as well. And, the, you know, the whole organization um, is supporting him on that. So, you so, know, if he says he's going to learn it, he's going to learn it. I, I've learned to not bet against Nick. I like he, he yeah, seems yeah. to be somewhat successful at, at what he does. But now I will say this learning French as an adult is very difficult. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm very lucky that I, obviously, you know, I always joke the best way to learn French is be born in a French family. You know, that's, that's like, that's, that's pretty yeah. much the best way, but uh, uh, we'll give him some time to do that. Cause he's kind of busy uh, being one of the best players in the NHL at the same time. So that's, yeah, uh, I think he needs to focus on that primarily yeah. first and foremost is his job <laughs> as being a hockey player. And then, uh, you know, he can work on his language skills in the background. Yeah, absolutely. And he's got that intelligence. But you're saying his languages weren't that good. So he's going to have to get better. uh, You know, was it was it English or what did he struggle with at school? um, I would just not English specifically, um, but uh, it just wasn't his passion. The art side of the courses, you know, school was not his forte, but he's very good artistically Mm -hmm. as well. Um, he loved playing music and well, like, we have a question in the chat about that. Did he, did they play instruments, uh, Ryan and uh, Nick? So they went to the Waldorf school, uh, here in London, which is an independent school, and they were very, um, uh, they incorporated art like drawing and music into the curriculum. So they all they had to play violin from a young age. So I think in grade one, they started playing the violin and that, yeah, they, so Nick played the violin and I think he and Ryan just picked up the guitar 
like Ryan started it later in life. And I think Nick is getting interested in it now. So, but so, they did both play the violin. Okay, if I bring him a violin right now, I bring him my, my Stradivosky that I'm keeping him, he'll be able to play it or? He might. He might remember going back to, oh. yeah, it was grade school though, you know, grade three, four, five, somewhere in there. So you heard How it fun here. How was the learning, Amanda? Pardon me? How fun was the learning? Uh, for, yeah, yeah for the, they, no, but for the parents. Oof. That, oh, Oof. well, they didn't, well, they brought the violins home. So it was like squeaky. It was like, <laughs> ee, ee, ee. and yeah. So, but you know, I enjoyed it. It was like his grandma loved it because mm -hmm. she's, he was a piano teacher. She did teach them both piano. I forgot about grandma. Grandma Marlene Suzuki uh, taught them all the grandchildren piano. Mm -hmm. So, and she made it fun. She like, she would bring them over and they would have a little piano lesson oh, adorable. and then they would have dinner together. And so it was their, their time together, her, the special time with each of the grandchildren. And uh, listen, I don't want to get too personal. If ever there's a subject, you don't have to answer it. But Nick had a pretty strong bond with his grandfather as well, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Art has been number one supporter of Nick since he was little. And, you know, I told you that, you know, Nick got sick quite a bit yeah, when yeah. he was a baby. And um, with me working and everything, I couldn't take as much time off. And Art had just retired from 3M. And uh, he was at home and Art, you know, always volunteered to take Nick. And that's, you know, they did a lot of stuff together when he was a little guy. Yeah, because it's funny. We talk about how great of a person he's become off the ice. But I think it's quite clear yeah. that, that the fostering yeah. at home. And for those that don't know, um, Robin Amanda sacrificed a lot, sent Nick to it wasn't a cheap school, but it was, a you know, a pretty intense school that really focused on, on maybe not just the regular curriculum. We're talking about arts and all that. So uh, that was quite a sacrifice as well. Now, we're going to jump to the, the last. I think we're almost done there. I think we're almost done here. Um, Oh, apparently I'm sending texts to Andrew. Yeah, my phone is old as well. Okay, don't if you're in NDG, don't get don't get Bell ever. I'm gonna say this right now. Bell is terrible. But we're gonna open up the uh, the Q and A for some questions. As we wait for that, Lori, did you have any questions from for Madame Suzuki? Um, hmm. And I'm gonna go find someone here because there's a lot of uh, yeah. As Robert says. Nick Suzuki being able to play the violin, like what that should have been surprising, but it's not surprising <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it sounds like he's uh, got a lot going on, but uh, I guess I guess a question that's kind of, uh, you know, more of a sentimental kind of question, but when did you first know that he was going to be exceptional? Because he's, he's really quite exceptional. And I think I think any anybody who signs an NHL contract is an exceptional kid. I mean, let's yeah. let's be honest. It, that that level in in reaching that level of professional hockey is is exceptional. But Nick Suzuki is exceptional. And when did you first know that that's who he was? Well, you're talking to a non-hockey person. I didn't grow up watching the game. I knew nothing about hockey. Um, Rob was the sporty guy. He did every sport imaginable. Mm -hmm. And when the boys showed any kind of interest in the sport, we went all in, you know, soccer, hockey, lacrosse, golf, whatever it was. And, you know, I would just go along and Nick would be like, shoot a goal or Ryan was getting goals. And, you know, I just was like the happy go lucky hockey mom going there <laughs> to support your kid and saying, great job, great job. And, and, but I think it, it was really um, leading up to the OHL uh, draft. Because again, I didn't understand about the OHL and the draft and this and that, the agents and this and that. It's when I think, you know, Dave Gagne. Dave Gagne, came, yeah. Wow. Yeah. He Dave could, yeah. Gagne came to meet with us. And he's been great for your family. Let's, let's, he's been just oh, an amazing like, person for your family. Yeah. If there's ever an agent you want, it's Dave Gagne and I, you know, we spent some time with him and his wife in, in March when we were down in Florida and I, I was golfing with Joanne and I'm like, I just have to tell you how wonderful Dave is. I just want you to know that he's part of our family. You are part of our family. Dave has just been amazing to my, both of my boys. And I, 
I can't thank, I don't know how to thank him enough for mm -hmm. taking a chance on him and both my boys too. Yeah. And, and it's a, such a level of trust that you're essentially handing, not all of yeah. it, but you're, you're really giving him. But he's like a, he's just somebody that the boys can go to for advice. Okay. I mean, I'm sure that both of us would, you know, not me maybe, but Rob <laughs> would probably give the boys some really good hockey advice. But yeah. I think hearing it from a non, you know, non-parent, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, Dave has been so good with them and calm and, you know, helps them out and whatever they need, he's able to, you know, figure it out for them. And, and, them. and speaking of Rob, he's in the chat right now. So, um, do we have video of this? Because <laughs> he says that Nick can play the hockey night in Canada theme on the piano. Oh, he can. <laughs> Yeah, he can. Okay, I'm gonna beg you to to video it next time because we need to see this. Like, there's, it's fun to see him score goals, but I think that's a little more important in the whole hierarchy of what we need to see. So I think that's the only thing he remembers to play on the piano. So it, yeah, you know Grandma what? Taught him how to do it. Yeah. I, I played. I was in concertoise. I played with like the Ontario. Uh, anyways, and all I can remember is O Canada. That's the only thing I can remember from uh, 12 years of of playing piano. All right, we're running really long here, and and it's just because I, I I just noticed that we've been going for fifty minutes, forty five of them you could see Lori and Amanda, but at first obviously I had them blacked out. Um, Amanda, how has it been to have all these Habs fans interact with you? They've almost fallen in love with you and and Rob as much as Nick. It must be pretty kind of weird, kind of cool, kind of intense. How has it been like interacting with all these Habs fans? I love it. I love it. I know I'm not, I know I'm not Nick and I'm not the, you know, the NHL hockey star, but I, I will talk and, and talk to anybody about Nick. And, you know, I was on the train last weekend and uh, going up to Montreal. And I think I would, I saw this little boy get on the train and he's all in there, his hockey Canada stuff. So you knew he was going to the game or something. So I just strike up a conversation and he would, he happened to be a Pittsburgh Penguin fan. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I won't hold that against you, but I'm a Habs <laughs> fan. And, you know, I ended up saying I was Nick's mom and, and he was just like floored. And, and then word got around the train that Nick Suzuki's mom was on the train and <laughs> people came up to me and like, you need to come talk to these people. They're come from, and they're from Calgary. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go down and talk to them. So, you know, it's like, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just Amanda. I'm not anybody famous or anything like that. But, and then I ran into, um, I think Patricia, I think she goes by Suzuki pizza. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She's one of the biggest, not just hockey yeah, fans, but Suzuki Nick fan. Suzuki I mean, yeah, yeah, fan. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. she is. I know she is. Yeah. And she's, I was she's probably in the, in the chat right now there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say hi. Um, I met her at the store and she's got the bright pink hair and yep. I'm like, I think that's her, but I wasn't sure. And then I just said to her, are you on Twitter? Are you, are you Patricia? <laughs> and she goes, yes. And I'm like, I'm Amanda Suzuki. I'm Nick's mom. And cause we fought, uh, you know, I follow her or she follows me or whatever. And we, you know, I like her posts. So I love the interaction. Yeah. So Okay. All the more, you know, all the merrier. I love doing these podcasts. I feel like some stuff I share repeatedly. Others, you learn a little bit new from me every time, mm -hmm. but I, I do enjoy it. I learn a lot. Is there anything you can share with us that you haven't told everyone yet? Because this is the time we're going to, we're going to, we're going to blow the roof off of. Uh, oh, I'm sure there's tons, but somebody's got to ask it. So like, what, I, what, 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 what was the most embarrassing thing Nick's ever done in the ice? Oh, I, Rob would probably be able to tell you better than I did. I would. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. When he was younger, would he, would he, when he had a bad game, would he cry about it? Or would he, because a lot, every NHLer I've talked to and their parents are like, oh boy, they cried about it all the time. No, never. The Always been stoic. Time, yeah. The only time he was ever upset was when one of his coaches tore a strip off of them before oh, I remember that he felt uh, he wasn't paying attention to his, his communication mm -hmm. and he called Nick out on it. And how and, old was Nick again? Um, He might've been, I don't know, 12, 13. And he called him out in front of the entire room. If I remember correctly. Uh, yeah. And entire 
yeah and he was I think he was embarrassed and and that really it hit him to the heart mm. because he was an assistant captain at the time and the coach said I you know you don't deserve the A or something something to that effect I wasn't in the room but, well, that so. coach was an A, but um, <laughs> the, the, looking back on that, his reaction, Amanda, I mean, he took it rough. And I remember you told me he cried when he came home and he wanted to, to be with mom because the rule is we're, we're, we're all mama's boys there. That's what we are. But mm -hmm. stuff like that kind of forged him into into the kind of leader that he is now. Right. He, at a young age, he was already mature than many of his coaches. Yeah, well, you know, we may, you know, I said, you're going to have to call the coach and apologize I said, this is a lesson. This is a hard lesson. I don't really think you need to apologize, but these, the you know, politics. this is an, this is the politics and this is an adult lesson hmm. that, you know, sometimes we have to say apologize when we don't really want to say sorry, but we have to anyway. But, yeah. Yeah. and so it was the hardest thing I had. I'm crying while he's on the phone crying to, you know, leaving a message and my heart is breaking. Because all I wanted to do was tear a strip off the coach. Right? That's what I, I was when you were telling me the story originally, I was worried for this guy's health. I'm like, OK, so he ended up in the hospital because when when Mama Eagle's talons come out, that's that's the, the, <laughs> the, the, the scariest thing, uh, the scariest thing possible. But this is a really good, uh, 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 you know, the moral of the story here is that, uh, first of all, the kids have to have fun when they're playing hockey. And mm -hmm. if you try to act like a big shot, the kid that you tore a strip off of might become one of the most successful NHL players of all time. And you're probably, probably feeling pretty sheepish about it right now. I wonder, so, uh, I wonder where that coach was on the day of the Hats golf tournament this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I like. I wonder if he watches it and he's like, yeah, you know what? He's still, he's... he still wasn't great on the penalty kill when he was 12. No, like, oh. After, after they spoke, it was like, a, it was nothing. Like when Nick and the coach actually spoke, it was yeah. like, Hey buddy, how's it going? You know, it was like nothing ever happened. Jeez. That but is it, I think it was just it was just a moment in the in the room and you know you know, it's just one of these things that happened and I it was a life lesson for him and maybe it's made him thicker skin and how he can let things roll off his back. Yeah, and that's obviously a, a pretty good skill to have. All right, I've kept both of you um, and Lori, I have a million more questions because I have to write some analysis and you're a lot smarter than me when it comes down to analyzing hockey and you're able to take your emotions out of it. So I'm going to get back to you on that. Patricia is in the chat. So we're, we're saying hi to Patricia. You are well known in the Suzuki household. Um, Lori, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, wow. For those that don't follow you, where can they find you? And I mean, we might go back to Twitter if it exists. But for now, where can they uh, find you, Lori? If Twitter is still working, uh, I'm Lori Ten Habs, Lori Bennett. Uh, you can find my stuff at habacker.ca. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also write for an East Coast publication, uh, breakoutspress.com. Perfect. And great analysis. Also, I, I'm the worst at these. I was supposed to tell you all to like subscribe and like and all that. So I, I'm really bad at this promotional stuff. Like Amanda's done this with me with the Habs so many times that, and I'm always like, I usually have a producer that, you know, you know, Safia, the smart one, um, yeah. you know, and I, I, I guess I'm the pretty one. <laughs> That's some bad casting right there, but um, please like, and subscribe. And we're going to be coming back with a lot more awesome guests. Like I say, Kat Toffoli will be joining us after the flames game. And Kat is amazing. Did you, did you, you got to know Kat a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got Great. to know Tofoli's mom and dad and oh. uh, and Kat. Um, I talked to her a few times. She's sweet and adorable. One of the and, nicest people. Uh, yeah. Because mm. that playoff run was was really fun. It like, was for, amazing. Like It was some Tyler, of the most fun I've ever had in my life. I love Tyler with Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Just loved watching them play together. I could reminisce for hours because it was so different. There was the pandemic. There was closed games. But it was... Yes. It was the most fun i think that right there kind of showed nick like this is what you could do in this city and this is how you know when things go right obviously uh yeah. there's no better place in the world amanda thank you so much and 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 i i really do mean it when i say that i i appreciate everything you've done for us you're so nice on twitter you've helped us out so many times um when i had uh when i had uh when i with the canadians when we split Amanda was right there sending me messages just of support. So it just goes to show you, like, it's not in front of the camera. She is a very good person. And, and now we kind of have a better idea why Nick 
has become such a great young man. And they can find you on Twitter, right, Amanda? That's right. You can find me at Amanda Zooks. There you go. Amanda Zooks. And her favorite, uh, w- w- what is it? Her, uh, her favorite hockey players are your sons, right? That my two favorite hockey players call me mom. I love that. I love that. That is the best possible line. Thank you so much, Lori. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thanks to everyone in the chat, Patricia, everyone and everyone. There's too many people to name Claire, Sarah, all of you. We'll be back next time with Game Over after the next Montreal Canadiens game. But that is it for now. We had an hour with Lori and Amanda. A lot of fun. I could keep going, but uh, my my paychecks are going to run out. I got to pay them big money to be on here. So uh, we're, we're running out of funds there. Once again, thank you so much, Lori. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.